Have you ever heard the expression, they're just not playing with a full deck? Literally, trying to play a game without a full deck of cards can be really frustrating and unfair. It's just not the same. You can't win without a full deck, and you certainly would never even win in solitaire. Figuratively, it means something is incomplete, broken, lacking, a critical element. Our scriptures this morning remind us that we aren't playing with a full deck. There are missing pieces that we cannot win without. These missing people, things, vital work, revelation, are out there. And God wants to bring them in to make us whole. I think that we like to think of ourselves as really self-sufficient, right? Complete. We like to think of ourselves as communities of faith, as um, that we're just here to, to bless others and do our own thing. That, and that is true in so many ways. But it, what is also true is that we are never complete without what God is bringing in. What is true, in addition to us existing for our neighborhood and community, in, is in the way of the kingdom of God, we get blessed as we are blessing others. I'm sure you've experienced this yourself. When you serve others, when you work in God's love, you receive blessing upon blessing. The work that God called us to do will bring us exactly what we need to make us whole. It's how God created everything. Look at the trees. They breathe in carbon dioxide and out oxygen as we do the opposite. We need each other. It's built into everything that God has created. And any blessing we give to another is embedded in our own hearts as the same. And it opens us to more of God's grace and in our gospel this morning, Jesus was, as usual, getting grief from the religious authorities. Those who wanted to preserve the heritage and traditions did not like Jesus. Those who liked the way things were going and wanted to make sure that everything stayed the same, the way they liked it, the way they felt safest, the way they felt most comfortable, the way that they perceived that they could control things, did not like Jesus. And they certainly did not like the threat of what it meant that Jesus was hanging out with people that they did not think would be a good fit for their community. They had concerns. They wanted to speak to the manager. They felt that they knew who belonged and who didn't, and they wanted Jesus to toe the line of their own expectations. Jesus did not toe the line very well. In fact, Jesus really never toes the line. It was not in his nature to uphold human institutions. It was not in his mission to preserve tradition. He was set. He was sent to set us free. Jesus spoke to, hung out with, and ministered to outsiders and sinners all the time. In point of fact, really, everyone he ever ministered to or hung out with were sinners, including the religious authority, but they didn't look at it in that way. They had an us-and-them approach to the world, an idea that there were some insiders and outsiders in their community, and it made them feel superior, and it made them feel safe, and it kept them in control. They decided these other folk would be labeled as sinners, and that they 
would enjoy what they perceived as holiness. Now, obviously, they weren't good Lutherans because we are steeped in the understanding that we are simultaneously sinners and saints. Amen? Amen. Uh, but they looked at it that way anyway. They did not see that the very act of leaving anyone out was sin in and of itself. But Jesus was there to show them and us the way, to show them that they could leave their judgment at the door and open their hearts and that they would actually benefit and grow from welcoming the missing pieces into the community. Jesus told a couple of parables to drive his point home. First, he told of the shepherd, a shepherd with 100 sheep who lost one. He says, who of you wouldn't leave the 99 and go get the one? Hmm, really? That doesn't make much sense, does it? If you had a hundred pennies, would you really look for one penny that hard? If you have a hundred sheep and one is missing, would you really leave the 99 without the shepherd to go get the one? There is a concept called shrinkage. Have you all heard of this? It's basically calculated loss. There is a sense that among any kind of commodity, some will go missing. And it's calculated in from the beginning. Some of it may be damaged, some of it may get lost, some of it may get stolen. So places like HEB or Nordstrom or any other place that you would go write these estimated losses into their accounting from the beginning. It's an accepted and expected loss. But to Jesus, there is no acceptable loss. There is no expected shrinkage. Understanding that, we can see why Jesus would suggest the 99 be left for the one. Strength in numbers for the 99 as the one who is alone and vulnerable is found to complete the community. In like manner, he spoke to the woman who misplaces the silver coin. Something of value was lost, and regardless of the lion's share that she still had accounted for, she looked until she found it. In both of these scenarios, and in the way that Jesus lived, we see that to God, all of God's children are precious, with an important place for the whole. There is no tolerance for a death that is not complete. For us as a community of faith, this means two very important things. First, church, we are not complete. There are missing pieces, pieces that will change us and grow us, pieces that will inspire us and show us new dimensions of God, pieces that will disallow us to be who we were but beckon us into a more dynamic expression of God's love. And amazingly, they need us too. Secondly, it means we are all crucial. Each of you. Without you, we are not a full deck. You are valuable. You are important. And we need you. And God would leave the 99 to find you if you were lost. Turn over the heavenly golden piles of laundry in heaven to look for you. Do whatever it took for you to know that you belong. As Frederick Buechner, who died recently, 
wrote, the grace of God means something like, here is your life. You might never have been, but you are because the party wouldn't have been complete without you. This is what it means to be the body of Christ. Embodying God's love, embodying resurrection, part of an ever-expanding community of grace that is constantly receiving and healing, nourishing and blessing, and then sending out again. May we recognize our own belovedness, our own crucialness to the love of God, and may it inform how we see others as well. May we resist the temptation to think that we are better without a full community. May we never stop going out and finding more folk who are adrift, more folk who feel that they don't belong, more folk who need to hear the message that we bring. Grace, grace, grace. And then, let's play cards with a full deck. We can't lose. Amen. Let's stand together and sing Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone.